Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Mark the fifth chapter, and we got to read about this mighty woman of faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to start at verse 25. Hallelujah. And we're going to go all the way to 34. And the reason a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and have suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes and his disciples said unto him Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that has, had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and behold of thy plague. Father, we thank you for the verses of scripture. We thank you for the articulation of your heart and mind for such a time as this. We thank you for the freedom, the liberty, the insight and perspective that comes through the teaching and the ministry of the word. We thank you that the heavens are open towards us. The blood covers us. We have access to do business for you through the ministry of your word of teaching today. And we give your name, praise, glory, and honor. Everyone say, amen. Amen. We shifted in this whole series, winning the crisis in the midst of a crisis. I felt another shift within it. As I began to preach a few weeks ago from the message, going with God against the odds. That message opened up the spirit realm for me to begin to teach uh, from these verses of scripture still in the series winning the crisis. But I began to see something here. If I was going to help anybody in the midst of the Christ crisis, God began to help me through this text. One thing I have learned about pastoring, counseling and supporting people that it is very difficult to counsel, to steer, and even inspire a person when they're in a crisis. The reason why is because when they're in a crisis, their fears normally take over every other emotion that they normally would have. When a person's in a crisis, they're normally not their best self. When the person is in a crisis, they feel very vulnerable. And sometimes, even if they had direction five days ago, crisis will make you lose a sense of direction. And I've learned that as a pastor that the most difficult time to really inspire and stir somebody is when they feel like everything is going haywire. But I'm asking you today to allow me to coach you, to inspire you. I'm asking you to trust me in this endeavor of helping you overcome whatever you've been facing. Because I recognize that if you don't get a game plan in your crisis, there is potential that your crisis will last longer than it potentially could. It's somewhere in the midst of the emotional, climatic experience of what you're going through. You got to be able to settle down and say, I got to figure out a way out of this. I tried to paint that picture on this Wednesday by using these first few verses in this story about this woman who it describes had went about her city seeking for healing of an issue. She had an issue for 12 years. All right, tell somebody that's a long time. 
That's a long time to have an issue of blood. So let's paint it what we talked about on Wednesday. Uh, uh, let's paint it real quick, quick, real quickly for you. Uh, issue 12 years and not just an issue, but it was an issue of blood. Uh, blood represents life. So she actually had an issue that was causing her to lose life. So every day she was losing life when she was losing blood. This is a critical situation. She was in this critical situation for 12 years. But this woman began to move about and go about to seek for healing. It tells us that in verse 26. Because she had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had. I begin to teach you about there's a process of victory. In the process of victory, you got to start trying to get out of what you're in. In the process of victory. And trying or attempting is more than just the thought to come out. The thought to come out is not enough to come out. It is a part of coming out, but it's not enough to come out. If you're going to come out, you must put thoughts with actions. And this woman just didn't think about coming out. She thought to a point that it kept her moving to different doctors. All right, And she was in the process. Although she was going to people who tried to help her and could not help her, yet I want to give honor to the woman who is moving and mobile in her crisis. I want to give honor today as I'm moving here to people who are moving in their crisis. I'm telling you, there's no way out just by talking or thinking about it alone. Sooner or later, you got to put some feet to your thinking. Sooner or later, if you keep thinking about it and never doing it, all you're really doing is procrastinating. Sooner or later, you got to go after what you believe. And I like this woman, even though she's going through disappointment and rejected. And I begin to talk on Wednesday. You got to go back and see Wednesday because I can't dive that deep today into Wednesday's message. But I talked about how difficult it is to keep moving when something reminds you of yesterday. When you get triggers of your past and, and when you go to the next doctor and he, and he can't remedy you, it makes you feel just like the last doctor played with your life. You gave your money to the last doctor and potentially he knew or did not know he could help you. But sooner or later the mind will play tricks on you that every time you try to step forward it's no use it's not worth it and I begin to talk about how the mind will sometimes have triggers of your past and try to keep you into yesterday but I like this woman because she shows us that there is a way to overcome your past there is a way to keep moving hallelujah although you keep experiencing less than the results you want to have I like this text I like this woman she's moving although she's having triggers she's moving although things are reminding her of what she's come out of and the Bible tells us things got worse while she was moving things got worse while she was trying putting thoughts and actions things got worse but one thing I like that is in this heart of this woman is what I would call crazy faith. Crazy faith, you got to be crazy, not stupid. Stupid faith is different. Crazy faith, you got to be crazy when everybody has denied you and you still keep going. Ah, you gotta, did I give y'all my title today? I did. I done started in this thing, I done got all excited. Tell your neighbor today, God wants to teach you the power of agreement. That's what I'm going to talk about. The power of agreement. This woman has crazy faith. You got to be crazy uh, if everybody has denied you, but you feel that there, if there's a will, there's a way. Everybody keeps shutting the door in your face, but you just feel like I'm going to get up from here. You got to be crazy. This woman has a relentless faith. She has a faith that will not give up. And my folks today begins at verse 27. It says, and when she heard of Jesus, when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his 
determined. This woman is relentless. You tell me that you can still have that type of strength after all that disappointment. You tell me you can still have that type of get up after all those people have played around with your help. This woman is something else. I can imagine she's living in obscurity because she has to quarantine herself because of her issue. And sometimes when you're not known by people, it's easier to take risks. <laughs> See, when everybody know you, then you can get kind of scared about taking risks because if you fail, then everybody know you fail. But there's a benefit sometimes to taking gr great risks and nobody know you. I think this woman is smart enough to say, I've been in the house a long time and people don't know me. I'm going to use my obscurity to take a risk. My name is not known everywhere because I've had to hide for 12 years. See how you can take your same dilemma and reverse it for your good. Rather this woman could have said I've been in the house all day and woe is me. I am pitiful. She said no, 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 no. In this situation the odds are against me. I'm not supposed to come out of quarantine. I'm supposed to be in the house. But since nobody know me since I've been in hiding all these years I'm about to take a risk because if I do fail nobody knew me anyway if I came and touched him and nothing happened nobody knew me anyway a matter of fact I've been here so long they may not even know me can I talk to somebody emotions who keep talking about nobody know me they act like they can't see me there comes a time that you wish nobody sees you because what I'm about to do I gotta do it silently what I got to do I gotta do it scared what I got to do I gotta do it vulnerably and I like this woman because she says ready or not here I come I'm coming out of hiding I'm coming out of my house I don't know who's gonna be out there I'm not know who's gonna spot me but I'm coming out tell somebody I'm coming out of this I've been playing the game alone trying to figure out how I'm going to get my breakthrough but the word lady let's say ready or not here I come I'm coming out of this house because I heard of Jesus and she come behind him and she says if I can just touch his clothes I shall be whole 12 years is a long time not to give up suffering ain't no joke but faith is greater than your suffering I believe this woman has an internal nature that will get her through tough times suffering disappointments and rejection she has an internal nature I believe this woman has a vision not just a vision because you can have a vision but it could be somebody else's vision and you know it's hard to walk in somebody else's vision you know, maybe you grew up and your mother wanted you to be a doctor. And because she's your mother and your parents, you honor their words. And you know, and doctors and lawyers and all those good things are honorable. But somewhere in you, that just wasn't your vision. And sooner or later, as life begins to journey in your life, you find yourself, well, that's my mama's vision, but not really mine. That's my daddy's vision and not really mine. I think this woman not just only has a vision, but she has a vision of herself. Can we give this woman and what it takes to really keep a vision of yourself when you're going through contrary things? To keep a vision of yourself. This woman basically says, I'm coming out with my vision. I'm coming out with my vision. I'm coming out with my vision. And my vision is very simple. I shall be whole. I got a vision of myself. And that's it's one thing to have a vision that everybody agree on. Lord help me to teach. But this is the vision that nobody agrees on but herself. It's one thing to have a vision. Everybody say, you know what, Sister Kendra? I like what you're doing. That gives you inspiration. And that gives you motivation. But this is not the case in this text this is a woman who has a vision for herself by herself she has a vision for herself nobody is voting on this vision nobody is cheering her on no one can remember she's coming out in silence and obscurity so she don't have the benefit of having a fan club she don't have the benefit of having somebody right now to agree with her there are times in your life I gotta preach this crazy faith that if you're gonna come out you gotta come 
come out by yourself. There are times in your life you got to drop all the excuses of who didn't help you, who wasn't there for you. Yeah, you already know bad now they wasn't there. You already know bad now you got to tell your mind, mind, you already know they wasn't there. You know, God told you your mind to play tricks on you. Your mind will go in cycles and make you repeat stuff you already know. And you'll be sitting there talking about, oh yeah, they left me when I was 15. You already know that. You're 35 years old. You already know they left you when it was 15. You got to start telling your mind, I know that already. And guess what? I've lived through it. I've overcome it. I still got some pains and some triggers that I got to push through. I'm not trying to ignore the reality of what you got to face. But guess what? I already know that story. But I got another story that nobody knows. Everybody knows I'm locked up in the house. Everybody knows that I got got, got an issue with blood. But no one knows my gift. No one knows my gift to the earth. No one knows. We don't know in this text who this woman really is. All we know her by is her issue. Uh, and there are people who are tired of being known by their problem. Tired being known by their issue. When people see you, they don't see your greatness. They don't see your uniqueness because it seems like your issue has swallowed you up. This woman has held on to a vision for herself by herself for 12 years. I'm pushing real hard today because some of you all cry too much to come out. I'm not saying you can't cry at all. God gave you tears to cry. But some of you cry too much to come out. And there comes a time in the emotional journey of your life where you have to say, I cried enough. I cried because it hurt. I cried because I felt it. I I cried because it was painful. I cried because I was embarrassed. Because my crying is blocking my vision. My crying is blocking my forward woman movement somewhere. You got to say, I got to get out of here. And this woman says, I'm getting out of here, y'all. I'm stepping out on my risk, on my faith. And she said, I'm about to, I got a vision that you don't know about. You ain't, I got a gift that you don't know about. And here it is now. She says it right there in verse 27. My vision is to touch him. And when I touch him, I got a vision that I'm going to be whole. This woman has a vision for herself, by herself. For she said, listen, it says, for she said, that's 28. It says, for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Whoa, what is this? In other words, she's saying, faith is my way out of this. I'm going to have to faith my way out of this. What this woman is actually doing is called faith confession. It's taking your thoughts and speaking and declaring them. And not just thoughts, but thoughts from God. So she's now practicing in verse 28, faith confection. I got to teach you this. And that's why I say I need y'all to be able for me to coach you something. All right. Uh, uh, because coaching you through a process. Uh, see, that's why sports is really good um, many times for kids and people growing up. Uh, and it's not just sports, but sports is one of the vehicles that helps train the emotions. Because it teaches you how to keep going, although you have different emotions. Uh, coaching does that, and team sports does that. Sometimes you go out to play uh, the game, and you look cross to your opponent, opponent, and they're bigger than you. You can look at them. They're stronger than you. They're faster than you. And it makes you say, you know what? Sometimes it makes you stay on the team when you want to actually forfeit, you know. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes you ever went out there and your opponent was bigger than you today? You was like, can we just skip this game? Um, can we just skip this game today? And your coach teaches, no, no, no. You got to go out there and do what you practice. What we practice, we knew we had this opponent. You're going to learn to do what you, that's why uh, coaching and team sports are good. Because it teaches the mind to stay focused in the midst of pressure and I gotta coach some of your emotions to start doing something strategic strategically about what you're in this woman shows us what to do besides mobility she adds another piece to her strategy it's called faith confession faith confession is whenever the word is confessed
confess, we instantly only think of confession of sin. And that's what's one of our challenges. And that's really the, inter, the introductory level of confession. We confess. We know we confess our faults. And when we confess our faults, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But too many of us as Christians only confess our sins. We only know the elementary stage of staying in right alignment with God, but we don't know how to move with God. We know how to stay in right alignment. I'm in line with God. I'm in peace with God. My sins are forgiven. That's good. But the bold Christian that's going to pursue the full life of God must inter interject this thing called faith confession. All right, And it's not about confessing sin. It's about confessing what the word says about your life. All right, So confession is something that starts in the heart, but after it gets in the heart, it has to testify through the mouth. It has to testify through the mouth. We are accustomed to confession. Even preaching the word is a part of confession. And when we preach the word, we believe by the preaching of the word, the Bible says, how can you preach unless you have a preacher how can he preach unless he be sent all right and so that whole very nature of speaking the word draws hearts people repent and come to God uh, we are we are accustomed to that we are accustomed that God himself shows us if you want to move something you got to speak in G Genesis 1 he steps out on the abyss of darkness and the abyss of nothingness and show y'all what I'm going to do just by speaking but not just by speaking alone speaking in faith Faith. Not just talking and jabbering, but speaking in faith. He said, I'm going to show you. And that's why I love Genesis. Isn't it good that God introduces himself in the beginning as a God who can handle crisis, as a God who can handle problems? That's why I love Genesis. God says, I'm not going to start this thing out being rosy. I'm not going to start this biblical canon out being all beautiful. Matter of fact, I'm going to start it out with a problem. Because I feel like the people, I feel like preaching, the people... I'm going to raise up, going to have to learn how to deal with problems. They're going to have to learn how to deal with setbacks. The people that I'm going to bring up going to have to learn how to deal with crisis. But if I start this thing out all beautiful, they'll never know the mess, the blessing that can come out of a mess. They'll never know the beauty that can come out of ashes. But I'm going to start this thing out in darkness and then I'm going to go ahead and speak. Can I teach that quick principle for a little bit? In Genesis, I don't got excited. Y'all excuse me me in Genesis God says that the earth uh, was without form and darkness was in the face of the deep but it says right before that it said in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the next verse says and the earth and the earth was without form it didn't say nothing about the heaven so what about the heaven the heavens were perfect how do you think he was able to speak into the earth he took his vision of heaven and spoke what was in heaven in the earth the heaven the heavens didn't have no problem the heaven read the text it said he created the heaven and the earth and then it goes to the earth having problems God spoke from heaven to the earth and told the earth what it was designed to be this shows us the very premise of what faith confession I feel this thing in my pinky toe is all about and you and I just like this woman gotta start using faith confession to get ourselves out of whatever we're dealing with God basically said in Genesis I am not going to be God and not see no beauty. I am not going to be God and not see what can happen out of this. I am not just going to be God and not have somebody made in my image. So I decided rather than putting up with utter darkness, I'm going to speak by faith. And God showed us what can happen and we'll open our mouths and fill it with faith. Somebody give God praise right there. I got to take a moment of break and praise him or what can happen if you go ahead and speak by faith yeah God and we got to learn as believers that we must put these two things together faith and confession this is what this woman does when she said if I may but touch if I can just touch now if I can just touch his clothes I shall be whole uh, listen to this listen to this listen to this this woman comes in agreement with herself. Our challenge in life, even our challenge as believers, I feel it in my toes today, 
is immediately when something comes to us, we don't settle it within ourselves. We've been taught to go to somebody else and try to get them to make them feel, make me feel good about something that's not settled within my own self. We have, we have not really hit the ground running because we always look for agreement outside of us first. I believe it's an error of faith. I really, really believe the part of faith uh, that's supposed to be corrected is we're supposed to spend the time to get ourselves together. And we're supposed to spend our time getting our mind and our emotions to come into symmetry and unification together. And we're supposed to walk in this thing together. I want to present that this woman has faith confession and the first person she agrees with is herself. I want to say that because many of you are in conflict with your own destiny. Many of you are in conflict with who you are you say one thing and you do another it is hard for me or anybody else to agree with you and see the results in your life because you are in conflict with your own self this woman does what is necessary to bring her own self into agreement so the first power of agreement is I agree with myself I agree with my soul my mind and I get my body to get in line with what I believe I bring all of this into agreement now that's not always easy I don't have the time I don't think to go into this detail but you are a triune being you got spirit soul and you got body sometimes they all want to do different things but the fight is to bring the internal warfare and seal it and come to peace that all of me is going forward my emotions are going forward my body is going forward my mind is going forward and it may take a little bit to do that but it's worth it if you can ever get all of you can I preach help me Holy Spirit if you can ever get all of you that's your mind your soul and your body if you can ever get all of you to come together and high five high five one another if you ever get your mind to agree with your body if you ever get your body to agree with your soul and say we got somewhere to go we got a vision we ain't gonna be fighting one another all the time you hear what I'm talking about I ain't talking about a fight with your brother and your sister I'm talking about your soul and your mind arguing with each other all the days of your life somewhere you got to say we will agree and we're going forward I feel this thing in my toe I feel it because God told me if you can coach these people let me slow down I was getting overwhelmed can I be honest I can be honest I'm doing it anyway I was getting over I was, getting, I was getting overwhelmed. I was getting overwhelmed. I said, God, this crisis done hit. And it looked like half our church got problems. Crisis done hit. Seemed like marriage issues going on, God. I said, God, I can't counsel everybody. God, I can't do this. I'm running out of strength. God, help me. I'm getting discouraged in the journey. I love people. It's not about not loving people. Get it straight. But God, I even feel that I'm starting to violate the principles of ethics of leadership, meaning you can't force nobody to do something they hadn't agreed to yet. I don't care how much you preach to somebody, how much you coach somebody. There is a line that has to be drawn that says, until you want it, I can't do nothing. Until you want it. See, sometimes people try to act all powerful as if they can change everybody's mind. I'm not taking on that stress that I can change everybody's mind. I can inspire you and you can decide to change your mind, but I don't control your mind. I'm not into manipulation. I'm not to into overforcing myself on people. I'm not really encouraged about inviting myself in your problems when you don't want me to be there anyway. Although I got authority and a measure to teach and to preach, I'm really not interested in, 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 in being in somebody's life that don't want counsel and that, that want information. Come on. It becomes a violation of me forcing myself on people or a person who may not want help and so I, I felt all these conflicts and God said I'm going to help you we're not going to run away from the problems pastor he said I'm going to help you because that's what happens let me teach a little bit and talk that's what happens when you have problems you don't know what to do with you avoid them you run away from them and I said God as a leader I've never been an avoider that's not my style I really am not a person that I get caught up in fear fear is something that you have delivered me from if you never heard my story I got delivered from fear before I got saved 
I got delivered from fear from the bullies in my neighborhood. They got the fear out of me. How did they get the fear out of you? Because they told me, Junior, if you come outside, we're going to beat you up. If we come outside, we're going to jump on you. We're going to beat you. Derondale and Curtis, they said, you come outside, we're going to beat you up. We're going to get you. We're going to beat you up. You come on outside. So I would look outside the door to see where they were before I came outside. And some days I would come out and thought I saw them. You know, when you think you see something, you run back in. That kind of stuff. And after a while, I got tired of looking in through the window of my room and watching all my friends play football. It wasn't long, a couple weeks or two weeks, maybe a week. I I, I got tired of that. Just looking out the window, everybody having fun. But I was afraid because the Rondell and Curtis was going to find me outside and beat me up. And I just decided one day, guess what? I'm tired of being locked up in the house. I'm tired of somebody telling me what I can't do. My daddy done told me I can go out inside and play. And you know something wrong with your child. If your parents say you can go outside, like, no, daddy, I'm fine. Something wrong. Something done happened. And your child don't want to go outside and they normally go outside. I, I didn't want to. No, daddy, I'm good. No, you should. Yeah, I'm going to sit in the house and play Atari. I know I dated myself. I'm going to sit in here and play ColecoVision. I know I dated myself. All right. And I said, God, I ain't going. No, no, daddy, I ain't going outside. But after I got tired of watching everybody have fun, throw the football out there having fun, and it looked like I was on punishment, but I wasn't because I couldn't tell nobody I was afraid that the Rondell and Curtis was going to beat me up. But one day I got sick and tired of fear. I got sick and tired of the system of fear. I got sick and tired, and I decided I went in the room and I stopped boxing the air. And I said, I guess what? Rondell and Curtis got something on their hands. If they think they gonna keep me in this house, we gonna fight till we can't fight no more. I came outside and I'm like, hey Junior, hey! I said, Rondell and Curtis, come if you want to. I have my attitude together. I have my emotions together. I have my body together. I didn't even know if I was gonna lose the fight, but guess what? I was gonna fight. Guess what? I was gonna throw some uppercuts. You ain't hearing what I'm saying. I could have lost the fight, but I was going to at least win it. I was going to be in it. Though. It's one thing to lose something because you ain't even in it. Lord, help me today. But this woman here shows us that you got to overcome your fears. And I was going through all these emotions about things. And I said, God, what do we do? God said, I need you to preach right in the midst of the problem. I need you to give wisdom and principles how to overcome this crisis. Lord, help me to hear. And let me get this right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm teaching. I don't know if I'm preaching or teaching today. I'm doing. I'm doing both. All right, glory to God. I got to make sure I'm on this thing. And we understand that faith confession works. Everybody say it works. It works because we know we've done it because we're saved. But we got to do it for more than salvation. We got to do it for progress of life. We got to understand confession. All right, we got to understand confession. This woman began to use her mouth and begin to see the salvation of the Lord. Follow me. I'm verse 29 and it says and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up straightway she went and she touched him and immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up look at the next part of that verse verse 21 and she felt in her body that she was healed of that blade play now see this has all to do with the power of agreement it says she felt She had a spiritual understanding and knowing in the moment something changed in her. It's not really about if it was physically happening. It says she felt in her body. When she touched him, see, once you settle in yourself, I'll say this to people who dating, looking for a spouse, because they get all confused sometimes about is this the one and it's hard to tell somebody if this the one or not when they don't know what they want see when you know what you want and you see what you want you are much closer to knowing okay this is the one but when you don't know first know what you want this woman knew what she wanted so when she touched him and the virtue left out of Jesus this is what I wanted this is it. 
I feel it. I, I can feel that this is what I've been looking for. See, when you hadn't settled in yourself, I'm telling you, we've been f- spending a lot of energy fussing around with everybody and we've been trying to make everybody make us right and everybody do this and do this. But if you spend a little time with yourself and settle your direction and settle your beliefs and settle your vision and settle what's going to happen in your life and settle where you want to go and settle, you know what I'm saying? And we see, that's what helps me out in life. That's how I navigate in life because I already know what I want. I already know what I want out of truth gatherers. So it's easier for me to tell when we are off course because I know what God called me to do. See, when you don't know nothing, you can't even see the confirming response come. Here's the confirming. She touched him and the confirmation comes and she feels it. I know this is it. I know this is a healer. I know this is my breakthrough. Nobody told her. Nobody. Jesus didn't even say nothing yet in the text. Jesus didn't even say anything to her. She knows in her spirit, man. I'm telling you, I'm trying to push you also to a certain place of vision and faith that you start knowing what's your blessings and not. You know what's for you and what's not for you. Because see, see, let me say it like this. Some of y'all are disappointed of some, over something that was never for you. You can save yourself much emotional spin. Oh God, y'all hear me. When you know it wasn't even for you anyway, you walk around, hey, that wasn't mine. I was trying to see if that was mine, but not nah, that ain't it. And you go on, you don't feel dejected. You ain't dejected and disappointed over something manifesting out to show you that it wasn't yours. But when you don't know what's yours or not, you're always disappointed and rejected. God, because you hadn't settled what's yours or not. When you know something's yours, ah, God help me, y'all ain't hearing me today. This woman feels this thing in her spirit. Nobody comes tell her that was just healing. Because first of all, she's moving in obscurity. Obscurity, she ain't got no fan club. And I'm trying to build some of you all up. Start taking action and decision and being resilient. This woman said, she felt in her body, I'm almost done, that she was healed of that plague. Look at verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Woo, woo, woo. Jesus said, uh-oh. I had healing. Jesus says, I had healing. I had breakthrough. And somebody just got it. Jesus said, I had healing. I had the balm. I had the antibiotics. I had the remedy for issue for a woman with an issue of blood. He said, I had it, but somebody just came and got it. Somebody, oh, somebody just came and got healing from me. The disciples are saying, Jesus, what are you talking about? He said, no, 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 no. There's something so deep in the spirit realm. You feel it. Jesus don't even know who the woman is. But he knows somebody just got something from him. In the midst of all the people, the disciples are confused. As it's asked to say, let's look at the next verse, 31. And his disciples said unto him, who thou seest the multitude thronging thee and said, who touched me? They've been saying, Jesus, all kind of people are bumping up against you. All kind of people are touching you. Who touch you? Everybody touching you. Jesus said, I'm not just talking about a touch. This woman agreed with me. This woman just didn't touch me. There are other people touching me. And we think that because people are around the presence, that they're getting something from the presence. We get confused sometimes by the, the many attendings uh, of services that many people. No, 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 let me tell you something. I, 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 there's a few times, not many, but there's a few times I've actually what I call left y'all in worship. I mean left y'all a few times. A few times, not much, because most time I'm steering. I'm, I'm, I'm managing the atmosphere. But there's a few times in our worship and what the power of God has done here, I actually left y'all. I said to myself, if they're going to get it, they're going to get it on their own today because I got mine. I feel the presence and the glory. And there's not a few times, only a few times I've done it because I know if I do it, it's, it, it gets so personal. I, I, somebody else going to have to get the mic, do benediction, do altar call. And so I try not to do that too often. Oh yeah, 
yeah. If I feel my breakthrough come in for me, see, most time I'm steering a breakthrough. I'm administering a breakthrough. I'm creating an atmosphere. But there have been a few times in this atmosphere, glory done came in. Hey, that's mine. I'll leave y'all just where y'all are. I can talk to you next week. I'll talk to you next month. I'll see you later. But hey, this is mine. This is that woman. That woman said, I ain't got time. Some of y'all are too busy being politicians, too busy kissing babies, too busy trying to be seen, trying to be with, get fancy and have fans. This woman, I don't care nothing about that. I got to focus today. I got to focus on pursuing his presence. And this woman said, I'm not going to just touch him. I'm going to agree that, yeah, you got my breakthrough. Jesus said, somebody got it. The servant said, who got it? Somebody got it. Who got it? What's going on here? They don't know who has it. He looked around about her to see her that had done this thing. This is my final verse and I'm praying right now. He looked around about to see her that had done this thing. What thing? Agreement. Who is this? Who can get through their pain and agree? Who is this? Who can get through their storm? Who is this that has done this thing? Who is this? Who is this that is stronger than worrying about the crowd? Who is this? Who is this? Who has done this thing? Who is this? I got to find. Y'all got to point out to me. Who is this person who's been through disappointment, rejection, let down, and all this kind of stuff, and they don't step out and risk everything, and they've touched me. Who is this that done this thing? Oh, my God. They have done this thing. God, I, when I, God said, read it again. He said, thing, done this thing. What thing? I said, yeah, that's right. What thing? The power of agreement. Who is this thing? Who's the person who's agreed with themselves first? Then after agreeing with themselves, moved out to agree with God. Who is this person? They say, I'm going to walk in the power of agreement. I'm not going to spend another day letting my mind rehearse things that are true, but I already know that hurt me. Who is this? Who is this that got a vision for themselves? No matter if no one else co-signed it. No matter if they had a parent that enforced a vision for them. Because many of you have been to different things and you got a vision for your life that may have not come from your family background. Maybe you come from a life that all the men in your life were womanizers. And now you see yourself as a man. They're like, you know what? I'm not doing that. My daddy did it. My uncle did it. My granddaddy did it. I'm not living like that. Huh. Maybe your vision comes from nowhere within your family. And of course, I never say this. I have to preach on both sides. I never say that to say your family is bad. I'm not even talking that way. I ain't trying to insult, I'm not trying to insult your family. That's not my point here. I'm just trying to say, in spite of what's been going around you, you've made up your mind that I'm coming out of this. And I'm going to move through the power First step, main step is faith confession. Having a vision for yourself and then using faith confession. This woman uses faith confession. God uses faith confession. Jesus understands faith confession. She agrees with herself that I want to be whole. I'm tired of just being known by my issues. See, when I read this text, I started to imagine what this woman could have been doing if she didn't have an issue so that's what I was thinking about and I just believe she knew what she could be doing if she didn't have an issue and I believe she kept saying I know where I should be I know what I could be doing if I didn't have to pamper and, and, and cover this issue every day I know the gifts and the uniqueness and the creative creativity I have if I hadn't had to do with this issue every day. This woman blesses me. Jesus, it was so blessed. He said, who is this that has done this thing? Who is this that has touched and walked in the power of agreement? That has used faith confession. That has used faith and resilience and a vision of ourselves. I'm telling you, Part of your coming out is to begin to use your words. One of the things that parents teach young children as they're giving their young child vocabulary.
and that young child has a desire for certain things that parent if they're a really good teacher slows down giving that child their request even though the child is pointing saying that that parent understands that no we've given you certain words and we've given you a vocabulary and we hand things to you in previous times we told you this is cookie we've told you that this is cereal and now we're expecting you to start using your vocabulary to express what you desire I'm telling you believers you will stay spiritually frustrated and never release your faith until you start speaking your vision and God wants you to start opening up your mouth rather than being frustrated with what you're trying to do and frustrated about what hadn't happened yet when you're going to use your mouth and your tongue to say God I want that that woman said I desire because if I touch him I shall be made whole Woo. And I'm telling you today, God wants us to walk in the power of agreement. God wants us to walk in faith-filled words. You use faith-filled words before because you're saved today. If you accepted Jesus in your life, but you got to use them for your problems. You can't expect to see the power of God honor a negative mouth. Or you're wrong in expectation. You can't expect God to continually make ways out of somebody who keeps speaking against the way he's about to make. Sooner or later, you got to bring your emotion and, and, and bridle that emotion and say, I know you want to break down. I know you want to give up, but guess what? You're going to do better than you did yesterday. You ain't going to keep cussing everybody out because you got all this pressure on you. You ain't going to keep sticking the bird up at people. You ain't going to keep acting all funny with your spouse. You're going to keep like, these arguments going on. You're going to get your emotions together and you're going to start working faith. You can't expect things going to get better if you keep talking crazy. You got to tame that tongue. Strengthen that mind and say, no, we're going to talk different. We got places to go. I remember Minister Dom going through the, a period of my life where I was living everything I didn't want to have. I had it. Broke, I had it. Running from bill collectors, I had it. All the stuff I never imagined, I had it. I prayed to the Lord, Lord, bring me out. Bring me out. Bring me out. You know what the Lord said? Start speaking the right things. Start talking the right things. Start getting your actions together. And I was still just like the elementary baby saint. Lord, bring me out. Bring me out. Bring me out. Pick me out, Jesus. He said, I'll bring you out. When are you going to start using faith? When are you going to start confessing where you're going? When are you going to start walking in authority? When are you going to start doing it? And you would think that God would already just came in while well, I feel this in the Holy Spirit and pick us up. That's why sometimes children don't grow right. Parents keep picking them up all the time. Most children I know hadn't, hadn't passed away, hadn't went to the hospital. When you get to the hospital, they say, what's wrong with the child? He was crying and I didn't pick him up. That's normally not the story unless something was wrong with the child, ailing the child. And you need to do more than pick them up. But normally, no child goes to the hospital is in no serious condition because the parent didn't pick them up. There are times in that relationship that that parent said, no, I'm not picking you up. You're going to learn how to be emotionally strong when I don't pick you up. I'm right here. Don't you see me in the kitchen? I am not picking you up. Because if I keep picking you up, I can't get other things done. That's what the parent learns. And you'll find, I checked on you, I'm covering all my bases. I'm good on DCF side. Covering all my bases. I checked you out. I'm looking at you. You fine. I cover it all. You got to preach on both sides these days. Got to preach on both sides. I check you fine. 
and you right now just want to be picked up but I want to teach you that you love even when I don't come to you and embrace you oh you're not abandoned you're not forsaken I'm right here you're not neglected I'm right here and there are children that don't grow grow properly and it's hard to reverse it when you start that pattern when they three and four and that thing continue to they 17 and all of a sudden you get fed up when they 17 now you want to kick them out you've been picking them up for 12 years after five years old I'm saying that to push you in your faith today I gotta coach you through this season I gotta coach you I gotta I gotta push and motivate you right now I, I, you, no 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 right now in the worst times of some of your lives I gotta coach you to success and help you find the power of agreement hands lifted father I thank you for the anointing that will come upon our thoughts and our hearts and our soul I thank you for this illustration of this woman that shows us that we can move in the midst of pressure oh yeah you can move I thank you for the illustration through your word I thank you for a woman who was bold courageous she shows us what we can do even though we go through pain trauma tragedy if we'll make up our mind if we'll make up our mind and begin to speak through faith and agree with ourselves and then agree with God hey glory to God we'll see the manifestation of breakthrough and father I pronounce and I declare faith and confession works faith and believing your word works faith and decreeing your word it works and I thank you today that we're walking in this process of victory that the power of agreement who had done this thing works for our lives and father I thank you for giving us this teaching and this nugget it's gonna help us overcome what nobody thought we could come out of it's gonna help us overcome what nobody thought we could overcome I'm telling you all I'm back to that story I was in that worst time <laughs> And it actually took about two or three years before God fully brought me out. But I learned how to walk by faith during that time. I learned how to be patient. He trained my emotions during that time. I remember it was a terrible time. Terrible. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. Had to stay with a friend. I was single at the time. Young, 19, 20. Had to stay with a friend. He needed deliverance. And I was like, Lord, get me out of here. Lord said, you ain't, got, you ain't got time to be choicy. You ain't got that many options. Humble yourself. I just made me, it made me work harder. <laughs> it made me work harder to get my own apartment. It made me work harder to get myself together. All the laziness and excuses I normally had for myself, I got rid of it. When I had to learn to walk to work, they had no car, I had to learn to walk to work and be on time walking. I done told some of those stories and fight dogs on the way to work. Sure did. And when your life under pressure, ain't no dog back that get in my way. I'm already going through. I'm frustrated. I'm living by faith. I'm half broke. And here comes some dog talking about getting in my way. You dog, you better get back in that yard. I'm under so much pressure right now. You do not want to mess with me. Y'all think I'm playing. That dog came after me. And guess what I did? He growled at me. I growled right back. I said, you don't want none of this. I really ain't in the mood. I got to walk three to four miles to get to work. My shoes was running down. You know, shoes normally last a good while if you take care of them. These shoes was running down from walking on a street that had no sidewalk. So I'm walking on the side of the road, dodging cars. I'm telling you, I'm telling these stories because people think that you here today because everything was rosy. They're here today because my parents paid my bills all the time. When I got here when I was 17 years old, I found out when my daddy dropped me off at Smith Hall on FSU campus, I found out that I was grown. I ain't know. I didn't know until the bill came and he didn't pay it. Oh, you grown. I was 17, not quite 18 yet. I was like, oh Jesus. 
I'm grown. The thing I long for has come upon me. I'm grown. You know how it is as a child, you want to be grown. The thing I long for, and now it is. And I'm saying that because I had to walk the world. I had to go through these type of things. I know what it's like. I'm trying to help somebody who just think their life's so terrible and you can't come out of what you're in. I remember having to walk to work. And when you, you know how Tallahassee is. You look upside, outside, it's beautiful and sunny. 20 minutes later, shh, raining. I ain't had no umbrella. Got to work, look like a wet dog. Ain't got no car. Can't just turn around. And, this is, this is what? This is. I'm frustrated. I'm saved. Walking to work all the way. Man. Now, God, you got this. Is, God just said, go into the bathroom and dry on off. Oh, you talking about, you talking about working with the rain? Y'all talking about strategy? Talking about running and hiding under a tree? Waiting a little bit, looking at the clock? Take a few more steps, run under another tree? What you talking about? Hiding from the, let, let, let the rain come in yourself so you won't be so wet? What you talking about? I ain't got time to quit. Got time to quit because I ain't have no car. I have no time to quit because I had to go through rough times. God trained me right in that moment. You would think that God would have came and just picked me up. <laughs> God said, no, I'm going to teach you how to walk through this. And I'm going to build you up. Come on, lift your hands. I'm finished now. I'm finished now. Father, I thank you. I've taught your word. And I feel faith flowing out. I feel excuses moving out the door. I feel the woe is me. That's what I was working on. That's why I had to go back into the story. That's my story. I had to feel that. If you keep feeling sorry for yourself, you ain't going to never get up out of that situation. It happened! Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Pitiful me. Quit that foolishness. It happened. That's why I went back. So Father, I thank you. Faith has been released. Agreement is flowing. And we're moving into a new season of breakthrough and miracles. Now I need you to just break out and clap your hands and give them praise. Come on. Everybody lift your voice. Come on. Even at home. Lift your voice. Even in the sanctuary. Come on. Everybody lift that voice. We believe it. Come on. God's going to bring us through it. God's going to help us walk by faith and not by sight. Come on. God's going to help me. He's going to give me resilience. I'm going to be optimistic and not pessimistic. I got a for myself and I'm coming out ready or not I'm coming out I got skills and abilities you don't know them all you know is my issues but I'm coming out in Jesus name I got more gift than you know I got more talent than you know hey you don't know what I could do I wasn't so scared you don't know what I do I didn't have all these issues but I'm coming out anyway hey shy in Jesus name in Jesus name oh that bless me one more hand cup of praise come on one more before we leave I first want to offer somebody an opportunity for salvation you're listening to me you say pastor I need that first level of faith I need to confess my sins I need to get myself in alignment with Christ if you're here I want you to listen and follow these simple instructions it's all by faith all you gotta say is Lord cleanse me of my sin and my iniquity wash me in the blood of Christ renew me I'm your son you're my redeemer wash me of all my sins I repent I admit I've done wrong I've sinned but I want to be made whole through the blood of Jesus come into my life today cleanse me of all iniquity if you're saying it by faith in Christ you're saved right now you can put it in the timeline say I'm saved right now you can say I'm saved right now hey shout glory to God you can say you're saved right now Let's get ready for our communion. We're being faithful to the word of the Lord to this church. God told us every Sunday till we begin to commune together as a church family, we'll commune. So Father, we thank you for the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We got this type of victory because of what Jesus did on the cross. He was broken for us, breaking, eat, eat all of it. I'm taking my healing, my wholeness. I'm getting strong, I'm getting better because of what Jesus did on the cross. 
Now take the juice, it represents the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Drink ye all of it. Hallelujah. He was the ransom for my sin. I'm free today because of, I practice that by faith. I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Now let's just thank God for salvation today. Come on. I'm saved today. I am saved. I am renewed. I am free. I praise you today. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. So I hope you was blessed today. I want you to know I'm not quite done with this. There's some more to dig into right from this text. So stay with me. I believe God will have me back on this Wednesday to teach another part of this same story on how you can win the crisis in the midst of a crisis. How you can overcome some of your worst nightmares. Don't let go. Don't lose connection. Join us this Wednesday. Prayer begins at 6.30 and thereafter we go into the worship and then we'll have a mighty word for you. So Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for that all you will do to bring us forward. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a super day and a wonderful week. God bless you. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.